This episode is sponsored by Jets Child Transportation, the number one child transportation company in the Dallas, Texas area. If you're a busy parent with a busy scholar, reach out to my friends over there and see how they can assist you. You get a dedicated driver, a dedicated schedule, um, dependable, reliable transportation. All drivers have a clean background because they do background checks there. Payment options, flexible. They have online payment systems, man, listen. Jet Child Transportation is the easiest transportation company for your child, aka your scholar, because we know they, they we know they're smart. We know they, they're smart. So again, go to www.jetschildtransportation.com. Um, reach out to my friends over there and see how they can assist you. Aim for the stars, never stop at the sky. Anything that make you better, you should give it a try. If you really want to win, you got to give it a chance. I was lost way before I started taking a stance. Money all over the world, but it's all up to you. And everything that I learned, I'ma tell it to you. You have a gift, all you need is a goal. Footsteps waiting to happen, all you need is a road. Hey, welcome everybody to the Win Win Podcast. I have another special guest for you all, Miss Ebony. Uh, good friend of mine, we met networking, so y'all going to understand most of the people I talked to. I, I met at some type of event, somehow, some way, we were in the same group chat and we became friends and, you know, I just want to introduce y'all to my network. Uh, so I'm not going to steal your spotlight, Ebony. I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm Ebony Goggins-Smith. I am the founder of Circle of Keys and Circle of Keys Academy. Um, in addition, I also own a couple of businesses that all pertain to transportation. So right now, um, being based out of Dallas, we are focused on child transportation. And that's where my, my biggest business is right now. It's based out, like once again, based out of the Dallas area. And that's really what I got going on. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I have three children, but they're all grown. So I don't want to say I'm an empty nester. You know, everybody's doing <laughs> their own thing. Um, you know, just just really just trying to grind, trying to uh, become balanced, trying to find myself as a woman. You know, I with all of my children being grown, I no longer have to, you know, kind of deal with the hustle and bustle of, you know, daycare and sports and all that. So I'm really mm-hmm. starting to evolve from into myself as a woman and also as a business owner. Oh, wow. So that's a, that's a lot. Mother, <laughs> wife, uh, entrepreneur, and you got an academy. So you say you, you're a coach, teacher, all of that, right? So you know. I guess my first question, right? <laughs> so I guess my first question for you, Ebony, would be, how how do you balance all of that? <laughs> now, that's a good question. That's a good <laughs> well, I will say this. Um, in the beginning stages of becoming an entrepreneur, it was so hard. It was so mm-hmm. hard because the children or the girls that I, well, I have three girls once again, but they all have different personalities, different, you know, different schedules, different interests. So I had to be everywhere for everyone all the time. And so as life kind of started to evolve, and once again, once they became grown, that's when I was able to start to balance it all. Okay. Because at one point it was kind of like a teeter-totter. One was going to be a little bit higher than the (laughs) other, but I was still able to continue to grow my business. But as of now, um, I do have to take out pockets of time throughout the day to focus on certain things. If not, everything just becomes kind of muddy and you know, the day either gets away from me or I'm just overwhelmed. So I try to focus on the motherly things like before 9 a.m. 
And then between 9 a.m. all the way up until 1 p.m., I call it in the lab, which is my office right here. In the lab. lab. (laughs) (laughs) From 9 to 1. But during that time, I know that for the most part, no one's going to be home. You know, the girls are all off to college. So it's really just going to be me being able to just grind and do what I need to do. And then from, I would say about 1.30 all the way into about 5.30, I'm back. I'm in the lab, but I'm also kind of hands-on with the transportation company that I have going because the scholars are going to be back in school. So I know that the company now is back in rotation. And then in the evening time, if nobody is paying attention to me in my house, you know, everybody has their own thing going on, then I come right. back to the lab. <laughs> I'm back doing what I need to do. So it does take time. I had to figure it out. And even there are days where I'm just completely off balance and I don't get anything done. But at the end of the day, it works out pretty much. Okay. Well, I like I like the fact that you're giving the audience um, just some more insights of how to actually balance all of that because it is a lot, you know, and people oftentimes when they think of entrepreneurship, they just think of quote unquote dollar signs. They're like, oh, I can be an entrepreneur and make money. No, it's a whole different animal behind <laughs> behind that door. So um, I definitely appreciate you giving that insight. So we're going we're gonna to touch back on this in a second too, because when you said starting out, it was more difficult. Let's go back to your starting phase. So what, or how did you actually get into the transportation business? Well, my background was sales and marketing. So I was in the hotel sales industry for about 18 years. Um, And I don't know if I mentioned it, but I am from Denver, Colorado. So once I transitioned and moved down to Dallas, Texas, that's when I, I mean, I just went fat, you know, fast paced into sales. But I noticed that I started to deal with, I was getting older for one. Okay. And it's not to say that I wasn't getting the jobs that I wanted, but I had so much competition because once again, my my tactics and sales was a little bit different than a 23 year old's mind frame of sales. Right. And so you, you know, you right. kind of had to keep up with the trends, but once again, I had young children. So I wasn't able to evolve as quickly per se into the sales um, industry that the companies were looking for, I guess is what you want to call it. And um, I ended up walking away. And when I walked away, I said, right. I'm going to open up a home daycare. And now that's okay. where it all started. So when I opened up this home daycare, I still had my sports <laughs> tactics. I still had my marketing skills. So I kind of knew how to go ahead and uh, launch and get all the information out there. But when I launched that daycare, I thought that that was what I wanted to do. <laughs> 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 and I had, I had toddlers. I had infants. I had children yeah. that are school age. And over the years, I started to figure out which age group really worked best for me. And I'm not going to lie. It was one day that I was at home and I had an infant. Okay, I was at home, and I, but I had toddlers. So the toddlers are fun, but this infant was just crying and crying. And I noticed that we closed at 6, and the mother walked in at 6.05. But she came in in her workout clothes. And I was like, wait a minute. I've been sitting around here packing baby all day. You know, I'm stressed out. The baby's crying, and you come in here in your workout clothes. And I said, no. I... I kind of felt to an extent like I no longer want to be a mother of children that I didn't give birth to. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I went ahead and got rid, not to say got rid of, but I went ahead and transitioned the infants into another um, another network. And I still have my toddlers, but I had a couple of families that had school-age children that needed us to transport them to school and bring them back to the daycare. Okay. Yeah, and that's how it happened. So we had one van. And it was a 19, I paid $700 for this van. It was a 1997, <laughs> 1997 
Ford Aerostar, and we called it the Brown Bomber because it was a puppy. <laughs> but I put my sign on there, and we went to the schools, and within that first week, the phone lines went crazy. They went crazy because that was something that was needed. And I didn't realize it. And I would say probably within six months, we shut down the daycare. And then over the course of one to two to three years, we grew the fleet to 14 vans. And this is all that we do. Wow. Yeah. So we were wow. just in a little small region, a couple of schools, and then we launched out to service eight cities. So it's a good so thing. Again, y'all, y'all that's tuning in. Sometimes when we get into the entrepreneurship space, we're doing something that we think we we love all of that stuff. And then once it all comes to us, we get exposed. Like, oh, wait a minute. I did yeah. sign up for all of this. <laughs> and then we find our true our true calling, not necessarily by mistake, but more so by design, because we were, you know, stepping like closer and closer to where we were supposed to be. And mm -hmm. now I look at you, Ebony, like you said, from one seven hundred dollar van to yeah. a fleet of fourteen. That's that's incredible. So I just wanna, <laughs> you know, just commend you on that. And Thanks. also yeah, and also before my next question, I will say, even though you might not, you say you don't want to be a mother to the kid you didn't birth, you still have the motherly feel. Like, even we have our conversations and stuff, and I'm pretty sure um, whenever you do talk to the other kids and stuff, you still give that persona of a mother. And, you know, just you just pouring into people. And I love your energy. That's I just had to say that before I got into the next question. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you become a transporter, you're still a provider. You know, so it's right. not like I'm just, you know, get in, let's go. No, I still have to talk to them. I have to listen to them. You know, and a lot of them, they confide in us. You still are in, well, I'm still in that motherly role. And so if you ask me, you know, yeah, I, I gave birth to three children, but I probably have about 107. <laughs> yeah, me included. <laughs> 108. <laughs> well, yeah, you just, it just never goes away. And like I said, it's natural. And I liked how you said that it was a design because it was. This is what I was designed to do. And it's just, I just love it. This is my thing. And I have tried to venture into other industries. I mean, like you say, as an entrepreneur, you do things like that. You kind of, it's like hit or miss. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try right. this. And if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. But this right here, this fits. I love it. I love it. Now, as far as you transitioning out from, like the sales and the marketing full time to start your own business. What what would you say was the most challenging aspect of that? Well, I call it I went from heels, high heels to healing. And the reason Ooh. why I said <laughs> I was gonna write I like that. that. But um You gotta write that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went from high heels to actually healing because in the sales industry in hotels it was kind of like I had, um, you know, I had a little power behind me. I had the business right. suit. I was in the, you know, I was in the heels. You know, I was kind of G'd out every day. And so people looked at me yeah, a different wow. way, you know. So I'm there. I'm, I'm here to earn your business. I'm here to do this and this. And when I went into childcare, it was like, wait a minute. I couldn't, I, I had to change really my entire personality. Because yeah. when I was in sales, it actually bled into the way that I just treated everyday of everyday person. And some people were like, you know, you're so dominating, you're so this, you're so that. And it's like, well, I have to be because I'm in a I'm in a race of trying to get the sale, get the deal. And when it came down to children, sometimes it was just kind of like, okay, wait a minute, I got to think like a two year old, I got to think like a three year old, and it was hard. But 
it calmed me down. And I noticed that the level of stress that I had when I was in the heels was actually making me sick. And so when I took the heels off and put on the sneakers, then I started to heal. H-E-A-L. H-E-A. Yeah, H-E-A-L. <laughs> I started to heal physically. I, like that. I mean, it's, I'm, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I can say that. Entrepreneurship is hard, but knowing that this is what I like to do and that I'm able to take care of myself is what I needed to do. So it was a hard transition, but it was worth it. Hey, what's going on, y'all? I know you guys have been watching the news, and I know that you see that there's a huge bus driver shortage here in America. Now, my friends at Circular Keys Academy has a solution to the problem. They're going to teach you step by step how you can create your own child transportation company and be a solution in your community. Visit them at www.circleofkeys.com. Now, back to the episode. I definitely, I definitely feel it was too, because again, um, in my opinion, from the women that I, that I've encountered that were in sales roles or that ha had like the higher executive positions, they, they get perceived as a different way because you have to be dominant in those aspects to get to that next level. Because if you go there and you, you know, you nurture and stuff like the men, cause again, in sales, it's in my, from where I see it's more of a man dominated industry. And if you're a woman and you're, you know, being nurturing and not necessarily soft, but if you're more laid back, they're going to, they're going to take advantage oh, anytime yeah. they can, you know? So again, for you to be able to switch that up and just not necessarily change your personality, but become who you already were, I think that's a, that, that's, that's good. That's really like a self-evaluation. And again, that's why I want to do the podcast It's teaching people how to win in business, when in finance, when in self-development. So <clears throat> again, I wasn't even I wasn't even trying to go this deep on the for the people today. <laughs> so, but uh for the women though, um, and then we're gonna, you know, hop off the topic. But for the women, how would you I guess what, what would be the first step when they when they're transitioning from that dominant role to becoming more of a healer or when they when they're transitioning from heels to healing <laughs> what would you say would be the main focal point? You really need to focus on why you're doing it. You know, you hear it all the time. What is my why? What is my why? You need to focus on why am I doing this? Because is it your children? Is it your family? Is it the fact that you just want to have a job? Is it the fact that you, you have to pay your bills? Is it that you want freedom, that you need time? What is your, you know, like I said, what is your why? You know, because transitioning from something that you thought you were into something that you actually are, it takes maturity and it takes humility to be honest with you. That's the right, thing. Right. It takes humility to actually figure out who am I? And that's something that I talk to a lot of my girlfriends about is, you know, a lot of us are, um, we're in our forties. And a lot of times I just ask them, well, who are you? What do you like to do? You know, tell me who you are. And they're like, well, I don't know. You know, and it's like, but who are you as a woman? So when you are making that career move, you need to figure out who am I and what are going to be my strengths? Because just because you think that going to work at, you know, a retail store doing sales and because you want to work in coach and you get a discount, that may not fit your personality. <laughs> you know, you're right, going to have right. to be plastic at times. And that was something that I learned. I was tired of being plastic. When you are in sales and marketing, you have to be plastic and you, it's just how it is. Either a person's going to like you or love you, but at the end of the day, you are in that rustle and bustle of, you know, really being a chameleon. So I would say for every woman that is trying to make a transition, 
first figure out who you are and then decide where you want to go. Ooh, I have some women I got to send that to because just like you're saying, especially as women get older and older and like when the kids grow up and stuff like that, it's like a, a big question mark over their lives. Like, okay, what do I do now? So again, for y'all ladies that are experiencing this or looking to transition, do a deep dive. Who are you and what are you doing this for? Mm-hmm. Now we're going to trans- transition back into the business portion, Ebony. So you started your healing, everything like that. Then you were doing the daycare and then you started getting into the transportation. Now, as far as getting into the transportation, what would you say was the most difficult aspect about that? Competition, um, trying to network, trying to uh-huh. learn, you know, and uh-huh. um, I would say, I don't know what it is about <laughs> women <laughs> in business. <laughs> I, I just don't, but you have to understand that you need people in order to grow and I had to, once again, here we go. I had to step out of my box because I would actually call women that were already doing what I do and ask simple questions and some would hang up in my face. Some would be like, oh, let me call you back. And they never would. So it was just like, what is the problem? And so one day I had went to a seminar and there was quite a few daycare owners that were there and we were all just kind of sitting. And I would say this, just informally, I made the comment and I said, uh, there's enough business out there for all of us. At the end of the day, you can't have all the business. And everybody right. in that group was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I'm thinking to myself, you were the same one that hung up in my face. And you were the one that didn't call me back <laughs> but they got it. And so I continued to just push and push and push. And I learned what I needed to learn. And I wasn't, you know, I, I was open. I was teachable. So I ended up finding one person that did that actually does transportation as well in another city. Mm -hmm. And I had to go into sales mode and I told her, I said, I'm gonna do this for you. If you tell me what I need to know, then I'll stay out of your territory. Because she knew that I was a threat. She knew I was very, (laughs) but I talked to her and then I actually opened up and I was very, you know, I was very transparent. And I said, look, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this. And she said, I'm gonna help you. So it really took me having to kind of dig and grind to actually find that one person to kind of, you know, to lace onto. And once we had that conversation, my sales went into place and I sent her a gift that she hadn't gotten in a long time from probably anybody. It was just flowers. But she called me and she said, no one's ever done this for me, ever. And to this day, we are still buddies and we we respect each other's territory. She has a big fleet. I have a big fleet. <laughs> so it really just took me having to figure out once again who I was. Because I wasn't the type that I don't, you know, I don't want to sit and argue with you. I don't want you to feel as if, you know, once again, I'm stepping into your territory. But I am here to let you know I'm all about my business. So because I am very resilient and someone told me that when I was in sales, you're very resilient. I can take the punches. But guess what? When I come back, it's on. And now they see these little vehicles zipping around town and they know that it's like, yeah, but remember, you didn't want to talk to me. (laughs) So it's what it is. And that's a common thing in business, especially in the African-American culture from what I experienced too. Like being like myself being a full-time entrepreneur, like you said, it's it's so challenging because like no one wants to put that put that hand out and say, okay, come here. Let me take you under my wing for a minute. I'll give you the game. Because again, it is enough money out here for everybody. Like what, 7 billion people in the world? And people just don't want to help somebody that's in the next city over to them. 
And sometimes too, they forget competition also increased business. If it's three, if it's just one transportation company in this particular city, then not many people might be checking for it, right? But then if it's three, they're like, okay, this this is a good industry. Let me figure out who I want to use uh, for my kids, and then stuff like that, and then everybody business increase. But they, I don't know, small money, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Now, <laughs> and you said something else that was um, that stood out to me too. You said you went to a seminar for this, right? So was this a sem- was this seminar um, something you had to pay for? Yeah, it wasn't for transportation. It was just a daycare seminar. Because remember, I still had my license with childcare. Right. You know, I had my daycare. But even though I had shut that down, I was still uh, licensed with the state of Texas. So they have um, they had a training. Yes, we did have to pay for it to go. But throughout that time, you were able to network. There were different courses, different classes, and people were getting their hours to continue with their daycare. Even though I didn't need the hours, I knew what I was there to do, and that was to network. So I kind of used right. it to my advantage. Right. And the reason I brought that up is because that's that's a form of investing in yourself, regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was free, you'd still invested that time to go there because you didn't have to necessarily go. Um, but for you to spend money and go, you took you did two investments, and then you were able to still network. Some of those people, they probably wasn't there for the same purpose as you. But at this point now, they they see they feel you. <laughs> like you said, they see they see those fourteen bands out there, and they're like, oh, you know, they they lost her. They missed out. <laughs> and again, you're a respectable woman, and I'm pretty sure you would have gave those ladies the same offer as the other lady who you said assisted you. Listen, I just need the game. I can make this happen in my own respectable space. I don't want to step on your toes with friends. But when they when they say when they t- shut that door, no more. <laughs> uh, right, <laughs> it's gonna be all up in your territory. No, look, no yep. mercy. We we taking everything. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I was coming for him. I was coming for him. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's listen. And again, um, I I like the side. I like the side of networking though because you can fast track someone else's success. Again, just from conversations with you and I, you've been able to put me on so much game where I might not have a transportation business itself, but I can use some of those same methods in my business. Like when I'm going out to um, look for speaking engagements or when I'm looking to interview different podcast guests and stuff like that. So I want to just tell you, I appreciate you. Absolutely. (laughs) So we're going to go over to the next question now. Uh, So I said, what was the, you know, challenging part about starting up? Now, again, we're going to go to transportation. So in the process of you doing this business for how many years have have you been in business? This is our 10th year. This is our 10th year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is year 10. So you have a lot of experience in this industry. Yes. What would you say was the biggest loss that you took or the biggest lesson that you learned being active in this industry? COVID. Oh, I'm, we weren't mm. prepared. We didn't see it coming. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we were at game, and uh, COVID hit. Wasn't prepared for what was soon to come, and literally, we went out for spring break, thinking we were coming back the next week, and all the schools shut down. Doom, 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 and we couldn't come back until the next school year. So. When that happened, it really kind of hit because it was like, what are we going to do? You know, how am I going to pay these ladies that are driving for me? And a lot of them didn't return. 
So we went from 14 down to six. Actually, when we returned, we went from 14 drivers down to two. And that hit. That was a hard hit. And I really felt like I'm just going to shut down the company. You know, I was discouraged. Um, it, you know, the parents, none of the parents wanted us because their children were going to school. Well, they were doing virtual. virtual. And I can say that just as a business owner, I wasn't prepared for the money not to flow in the way that it normally does. You know, so we did end up having to give some vans back because once again, it, it it chopped our money down. And so that next year we started to ramp back up, although not all of the drivers returned. It was still just kind of like, wow, what a learning curve to know that you, you're not always going to be, you know, on the top of your game. Things are going to come. You're going to take some hits. You're going to take some losses. And I would say that that was very hard. Um, but I still, once again, I had to transition back to who I knew who I was. You know, I know who I am. So I had to start marketing. I had to get it back out there. I had to change up the website. You know, everything had to come back to mind as to how am I going to gain clientele? Because when you just have a regular website and everything looks good and hunky-dory, no, we had to switch the website up to children with masks yep. on, which I was with masks on. Everything had to be about safety. So even though... As the owner, you kind of feel like, oh, I'm the owner. I'm kind of like on easy street. No, I had to put my, I had to put my tennis shoes back on, and I had to get out there and drive, right. you know, just to help the company out, just to help us stay afloat. Because the competition, a lot of them, they, I won't say they died, but a lot of them are no longer around. You know, the companies are no longer around. So it's just like for us, we still kept it going, but it was hard. It was, it was a hard pill to swallow. Hey, what's going on, y'all? If you guys are looking for a speaker to come speak to your school, your organization, nonprofit, after-school program, look no further. Visit developwithtim.com, D-E-V-E-L-O-P-W-I-T-H-T-I-M.com. Fill out the speaker's intake form, and someone from the team will be in contact with you. Now, you guys, have a good day. Back to the episode. And I understand that, too. Um, and I can relate to that story because when I was in college, we went on spring break, never came back didn't have a uh, graduation and it's kind of crazy. So I can only imagine what like, you know, these businesses felt, especially yours being involved with transportation in the school. Now, even though you had said, even though you said you had to remember who you were in that situation, <clears throat> what was the factor or what was your why at that moment? Like, nah, I'm not gonna be like these other people. I'm not gonna shut down. We're not gonna roll over. I'm gonna get out here. If I have to drive <laughs> these vans myself, I'm going to get out here, and if I have to get my husband and my daughter, <laughs> what? 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 That's what, what happened? put you in that mind frame? <laughs> Is that what's happening? That's what happened. <laughs> no lie. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, because we have such a, a, we really have a good reputation in the community. I mean, I've been on the radio, you know, I've even had a radio broadcaster, you know, be like, what's that lady's name? And, you know, we got back on the radio, and people know about us. And so for me, this is my baby. You know, I built this company. So I didn't want to let it go. Now, if it was affiliate marketing, if it was something else that I was involved in that didn't actually have my name on it, I was like, oh, forget that. But this right here, it's like, no, 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 no. And I mean, this, there's so many layers as to how this company was built and what it was built upon, you know, and I, just, I, I refuse to let it go. For one, it's a very easy industry and company to run. Two, there's a lot of money to be made in it. And three, it's mine. You know, so. There the ownership. Yeah, it, it's mine. My name is on it. You know, it's mine. So I'm not, I, I just refuse to let it go. I refuse to let it go. And then I also knew 
that not to say that I knew that COVID was going to be temporary, but I knew that we were going to bounce back. You know, mm -hmm. and once again, that's where the term resilient comes from, is that even when it's down, you know, it's going to have to bounce back up. And we may hit another another little spark where things are back down. But this right here is a demand. It's a niche. You know, this is a market that parents will always need. And when I learned that, that's when things just kind of they blew up. So, no, I wouldn't let this go. <laughs> Listen, and I, I love that energy, too, because, again, for other people who are not understanding as an entrepreneur, you have those ups and downs and COVID, that, that was huge. You know, that that didn't only affect the small businesses, but I even affected the large businesses and some of them had to get the loans and stuff like that to get bailed out. Um, but for you to, you know, say, nah, we're we not, we not letting this go down. You say you have three daughters? I have three. Mm -hmm. All right, well, they're actually four. Yeah. <laughs> your business is your four, that's, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's your next baby right there. Like you just said. Um, so again, you're just not giving up, um, not just rolling over. That's that's dope. Because again, if I think if you had did that, then we probably would never met because you was in there like, you know what, I want to increase this business even more. And again, that that's that's like super commendable. I love it. Now, because we're getting closer to the wrap up session. So I, I got another question for you about the transportation business. Um, if someone is looking to get started, what type of advice would you give them? Like, let's say, for example, like me, I say, hey, Ebony, I'm looking to get into the same industry as you. Even though you're in Texas, I'm in South Carolina. You know, I'm not going to step on your toes over there. <laughs> what type of advice would you give me? Well, I mean, it's either advice or it's going to be steps. So if I give you advice, I'm going to say, you know, first of all, is entrepreneurship something that you really want to get into? Because it's not easy. You know, and if you were to come back, like, yeah, I'm ready. And then I would say, well, do you like being around children? <laughs> That's the main thing. Do you like children? Yep. And if you come back and say, yeah, I think this is something I can do. Then at that point, I say it's time to do your research. And you definitely need to, as you had mentioned, you need to invest in yourself. So right. that would be the advice. Invest in yourself on all levels. It's not just about, uh, you know, taking a course on child transportation, but you are going to invest in yourself in your marketing. You're going to invest in yourself and your business practices, you know, business laws and regulations. There's research that has to be done with this, because remember, you are dealing with a special clientele. And what people don't do is play when it comes to their children. So I would right. just say research the laws, research what's going on in your, you know, in your state to make for sure, one, you're <clears throat> compliant and two, you don't get sued. So I would tell you to start there. OK, for sure. Now, speaking on investing in yourself and things along those lines, um, do you have any products for the people that are tuning in? Yeah. Uh, because once the podcast, once the podcast uh, drops and airs in the description box, we, we have everything like that. Now, what, yeah, what, what products do you have to offer? So what we're doing now, um, we are transitioning from one-on-one -on -one coaching to actual group coaching and mentorship. And I find that when you do a one-on-one -on -one session, I don't want to say it's hard, but it can be harder because for one, the person that's learning, once they get off the call with me, they really don't have a network to really kind of, you know, to, mm -hmm. to help mold them and get their business started. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we do it in a group session, you'll be able to be in a peer group where you all are kind of piggybacking off of each other. You're, you know, making yourself accountable. But then for me, actually, as a coach, 
I'm able to hit different points that maybe I didn't think about or different questions that people may have. And we all kind of bond in jail together. But at the end of the day, the ultimate goal that I have is to ensure that you are launching in the right time, right before school starts, because you only have a window. You have a window of when you can launch this company in order for you to be successful. If you miss that window, then it's going to be kind of like you, you know, you in the rat race kind of running behind everyone. So what we're doing right now, um, I would say in the month of March is when we're actually going to be starting this brand new course that I'm launching. And then from there, it's just going to be leveled off. But it also does include mentorship. It includes one on ones in a group setting so that you are able to get my time. So it's not like I'm just gonna give you a course and you sit and read PDFs all day long and watch some old videos. No, I'm gonna be on the screen just like this. Just like this. <laughs> Trying to figure out, you know, and help you so that you are able to launch this business and not only just launch it, but know how to run it. So that's what we're transitioning. And now we're excited about it. We already got people signing up. We're only taking a few people at this time because it's going to be so much information, but like I say, we will start to level it and we're going to keep launching and keep launching. So hopefully you all can tune in and become a part of it because this right here, there is money to be made in this industry. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like, again, y'all, she said she went from one $700 van to a fleet of 14 van. If that's not, if that's not showing growth, I don't know what is, you know? <laughs> now ebony um there's two last things uh for next do you have well what, what's the best way for people to reach you right now you can reach me on instagram it's ebony underscore circle of keys that would be the best way to reach me if you wanted to reach me on facebook because we know some people just don't do instagram they just want to stay <laughs> in this facebook lane <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then they can also reach me you can reach me at circle of keys on facebook or ebony goggin smith because that is my name but I respond to all three platforms. Okay, all right. And we are, like I said, we're also gonna have all your information down there in the description. I just wanted to, you know, verbally have it mentioned just in case people didn't hit the description part. Now, for the last closing things, what advice would you give someone that, that, that's, I can't get my words out. <laughs> what advice are you looking to give someone that is looking to win in business, finance, or self-development? Some powerful advice. If they're looking to win in one of those three spaces or all three. Oh, well, I, you know what? I'm actually just going to bundle them all up into one. In order to win, you have to invest in yourself. And the number one investment in yourself is self-development. You have Ooh. to invest in learning once again who you are because you're, you can't be everything to everyone at all times. You just can't. And not everything is going to be for you. Not every industry is going to be for you and you're not going to be for every industry. So when you start to invest in things that once again, improve your business tactics, improve your, you know, maybe even just the way that you talk, you know, the way that you um, interact with people, it, all of that is self-development and you can't be selfish with yourself. And that's something that I have to mm. learn. You can't be selfish with yourself. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> Hold on, you talking you talking to the audience, you talking to me. I'm talking to the audience. <laughs> and you too. But truth be told, I mean you just can't. This mm -hmm. this you if to be an entrepreneur, you just cannot. And you have to once again just be humble. So it really is gonna start from the inside. Because once that inside is grown and it's beautiful and it's welcoming and it's business minded, then you just gonna you're gonna take off from there. And then you can start to once again 
go into the different industries that you want, but you'll be able to walk in there. Even if you're walking in, like I say, in some sneakers and sweatpants and a t-shirt, I still feel like I got on that business suit, my little kitten heels. You know, I still feel powerful when go. I walk into a room, but it's because I know who I am. And I have become that chameleon. I can talk. I can talk that talk. I can talk to you about Bitcoin. I can talk to you about NFTs. But I can also talk that baby talk as well. At the end of the day, you're gonna learn to respect who I am, and that's because I know who I am. You know who you are. And as an entrepreneur, if you don't know who you are, then you will fail. Period. That's it. That's all. Oh, that's spicy. That is spicy. <laughs> Hey, listen, Ebony closed it all better, better than I could. So y'all make sure y'all tap in with Ebony. Go follow her. Uh, get her course or program. And again, invest in yourself. The ultimate goal is to win. That's what we're teaching y'all to do. All right. Catch y'all in the next episode. Hey, what's going on, y'all? I appreciate everyone for tuning into the episode. If you guys are looking for different ways you can support the podcast, visit us on Patreon. It's Next Gen CEO. NXT. G-E-N-C-E-O. The link will be in the description for this episode. But again, anything you guys can do to, um, you know, support the podcast is very much appreciated. Uh, with the Patreon, there are a couple different tiers. So each one of them come with their own benefit. But again, go visit us on Patreon, Next Gen CEO, N-X-T, G-E-N, CEO. And again, appreciate you guys. Have a good one. You have a gift, all you need is a goal. Footsteps waiting to happen, all you need is a road.